Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Indeed, folks, talk to me, talk to me. This is live radio on a, uh, well, where I am anyway, an increasingly lovely Saturday. Um, it's been kind of all over the map, hasn't it, all over the Texas map this week. So hope you got a little bit of rain. Hope you got uh, got the reservoirs replenished, the aquifers replenished, if you're an aquifer kind of a person. And uh, I hope your garden is getting ready to grow and be beautiful this year. It's been a challenge the last two or three years, hasn't it? Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about your landscape, your garden, whatever you'd like to talk about. About urban horticulture, I don't do pastures. I don't do sheep and goats and uh, chickens, not, not, my, not my deal, but uh, your landscape, your lawns, your houseplants, your, your uh, fruit and vegetable gardens, I'll do my best. That's what I'm supposed to be here for. Uh, actually, for 35 years now, we've done this program. I've been doing commercial radio for 40, do a little math, 45 years now. And uh, so I'd love to hear from you. The phone number, Jared Taylor is ready to take your call. All you have to do is, is punch in this number, 888. That means it's toll-free anywhere you can hear me, 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour, 888-256-1080. Again, we are live. If you can hear me, you're hearing me live unless you're listening to the podcast on my uh, on my website. We post a podcast of this program every uh, Monday afternoon uh, at neilsperry.com. But right now, I'd love to talk to the real you, 888-256-1080. Well, so happy Valentine's Day, just a little bit ahead of time. And uh, as we uh, came to the studio this morning, I mentioned to my wife, uh, goodness gracious, the, the floral delivery trucks are out and about. And that's the smart people who are buying their Valentine's flowers early and not waiting for just the day because you get a lot more enjoyment out of them if you have them delivered a little bit early. And uh, so this is a, a good time to get that done. There are just a lot of flowers going out, and they come from all over the world. It's interesting to live in a major metropolitan area and go to the uh, cargo terminal. I, I did that once before it was so restricted, and uh, it was just interesting to see all the flowers that are coming in from uh, Holland and from Colombia and uh, from other areas of South America, Central America, and uh, also, of course, from the West Coast, from California. Just a lot of beautiful cut flowers coming in for Valentine's Day, not the least of which are the roses, beautiful roses. So we have a lot of, uh, lot of flowers, a lot of sources. If I can give you a hand with your landscape and garden, let's do it right now. 888-256-1080. One of my favorite towns in all of Texas is Alpine, and that'll be our first call up in just a moment. You could be the second call up if you'd call right now, 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. My uh, book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. It might be the only reference book that you'll need to be successful with your landscape and garden here in Texas. It's a hardback of 344 pages and 840 of my photographs. When I began the book, I had no idea I would use 840 of my photos, and until I finished, graphic designer Cindy Smith just took them and kept working with them, said she'd occasionally say, I think this one kind of repeats what you have uh, on this other photo, and okay, well, don't use both of them. Pick, pick the one you like best. 
uh, better of the two and and so forth and we ended up a year later with the book and she said neil uh you you may want to know you've used 840 of your photographs in the book oh my goodness and uh, 344 pages is about 150 pages more than i thought it would be when we began but i just wanted to tell the story of successful landscaping and gardening in texas 11 chapters covering lawns trees shrubs vines ground covers annual and perennial flowers and fruit and vegetables and chapter two is a special one i'll call out to you because it's a calendar i used to do this at the bottom of my texas gardening calendar which was a wall calendar you hung on the wall and down at the bottom it had the things to do in that month and people commented so much about how they enjoyed that part of the calendar that when i quit doing the wall calendars i decided i'd just put it in the book 48 pages four pages per month of things you need to do for example right now in february it's all right there now the book uh, if you bought it in a store it's not in stores or on amazon but if it were you'd probably pay 55 or 60 dollars for a hardback with that many pages and that much color but in this case i've self-published the book to keep the price even lower i hired my own graphic designer and my own editor uh, cindy smith graphic designer and editor carolyn sky they still uh, are just dear friends after we built this book they are still very dear friends and very skilled people and uh, the book is only thirty-six ninety-five. Now, that's not the regular price. It's on sale right now for a limited time. But uh, it's available only from my website or by calling my office. I sign every copy as it sells, and I guarantee your satisfaction or I'll refund every penny. Here are the two ways you can buy it. One is to go to Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. That's the better way. Or if you just don't order online, you can call uh, Monday through Friday, business hours, 800 752 GROW. 800 752 4769. The better way, though, neilsperry.com. It seems like these days, temporary storage facilities are on every street corner, but let's do a little bit of math. For what you're paying in yearly costs for that storage room somewhere, you could own your own metal storage building and have it right in your own backyard. You do that with a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble. They come with bolt-together designs, and they're priced right. You can keep your stuff at home and not throw your money away by leasing storage space. You're going to own it. Their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors from which to choose, adding style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. You can see all of the options by going to the website for Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, Mueller Buildings, that's MuellerInc.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, the number 2. And again, that's M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Numerically, it's 877, and then the 2, 683553. They're Mueller, they're made in America, and they're made to last. MuellerInc.com. More after this. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. You know, I'm going to kind of fill some time for about a minute here because some of our stations may be running local ads. There was some kind of an electronic jump in the uh, in the 
software there. Hope that doesn't happen again. They may have local uh, produced ads that they're running. And uh, so I'll give them a chance to get those ads run off and give you the number again. It's 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. 888-256-1080. We broadcast to about 33 stations statewide. And uh, that goes from Amarillo to Corpus Christi and Victoria, and from Alpine, it's as far west as I go, all the way to Crockett, as far east as I go in the piney woods of East Texas. It's a wonderful territory to serve. So uh, that's uh, that's what we have, and, and we'd love to have a chance to help you. Give me a call. Again, 888-256-1080. All right, I think that gives our people time to get their ads run if there was an electronic glitch there. And let's go to uh, our first call today. Chris in Alpine. Chris, this is Neil. Good morning. Yeah, Neil. I had a question. I planted a um, Vitex about 20 gallon uh, two years ago. Right. And I'm getting ready to prune it back or prune it a bit. And it has a bunch of, or not a bunch, but several sucker coming off it. I was wondering, should those be clipped below grade or how much of a stub should I leave on those or just cut them off at the, at the root? So they're coming up from from away from the trunk and out of the ground. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Are you there? Chris? Jared, what happened on that? I heard his question, so I'll go ahead and answer his question. Is uh, is my line good and sound? All right. Uh, Chris, I did hear your question. I can help you, so just uh, stay tuned. Maybe we'll reconnect with him in just a moment. Um, Vitex is called uh, uh, lilac chaste tree, C-H-A-S-T-E. I don't know. don't know where that came from. I'll look that up sometime. Uh, and it will send up some shoots. I, the only question I had back to him that doesn't matter terribly but uh, was whether they were coming up away from the trunk by inches or a foot. That doesn't happen too often. But if you have suckers that you don't want on Vitex or crepe myrtles or other plants where you're trying to train it, into fewer trunks or one trunk, you should cut them below ground. You should go down an inch or two below ground with a sharpshooter spade uh, or, or dig it out with a spade and then cut it with lopping shears, um, uh, the, the sucker, because otherwise it will just send up five sprouts where you had one before. You'll, you'll be in the sprout business. So, yes, you should excavate a little bit and, and cut below grade. So I hope he could hear that answer. I don't know what happened to our phone call. One half of it got lost somehow. So, Chris, thank you so much for that call. Um, I will tell you now because uh, she is back home again, but uh, my graphic designer, Cindy Smith, and her husband were in Alpine this week, and she kept sending me photos of things. They've, this is the second time they've been there in, in less than a year. They love Alpine and, uh, and Brewster County. They went down to Big Bend and and uh, around and they had a blast and uh, they live in the metroplex and uh, it's just so different folks if you have i'm going to put some of cindy's photos in e-gardens my electronic newsletter this coming thursday evening and if you've never seen that part of southwest texas you've missed a beautiful part of our state and these were photos that were taken in the winter time still cold out there like it is in most of texas it's just a beautiful place to visit. Very arid, very, uh, a very different part of the state. My mom and dad lived in Alpine for 
uh, during the Depression and into 1946 is when uh, I was adopted in 1944, and we moved to College Station in 46, but they both worked at Sol Ross early in the days of Sol Ross. And uh, so he went, and he went to Big Bend every other weekend for uh, to catalog plants of Big Bend. And so I have a lifelong understanding of and appreciation of Big Bend National Park. It was not even a park at that point. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, the line is open at 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Jerry is in San Angelo. Jerry, this is Neil. Good morning. Hello. Yes, sir. How can I help you? Hello. All right. Uh, Jerry, I, I can hear you fine. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> Good morning. Good morning. How can I help you? All right. Uh, Jerry, I, I can hear you. Jerry, talk. turn your radio off, please. <laughs> yes, please sir, I have, uh, I have two questions. All right. Turn your radio off. It's playing back in my headphones, and it's really... It is off. Go ahead. Thank you. How can I help you now? Yeah, I can't hear you. All right, thank you. Bye. Okay, Jared, we have a we have an electronic glitch of some sort going on. Bless his heart, he he had it on so he could hear. I don't blame him. I would have too. That's just not good. All right. So while Jared madly tries to figure out what's going on there, uh, I will invite you to call and. And if you want to get involved in this, what I would suggest to you is give Jared good details of your question. Uh, the number is 888-256-1080, and I'll try to help you. I will do my very best. 888-256-1080. Jerry had a question about winter ryegrass, and if I had more to go on, I could have I could have helped. But that's all that the call screen page said, and I don't have any more details. So I'll try to help, but I, I need a little bit more detail. Well, let me uh, let me welcome a brand new advertiser to the uh, Texas Lawn and Garden Hour right now, and this is a name with which you are very familiar if you're a gardener in Texas, and that's Fertilome and the High Yield brand, both of them. Soils are warming and weed seeds are starting to germinate, but I have good news for you. You can prevent those grassy and broadleafed weeds by applying high yield turf and ornamental weed and grass stopper containing dimension. Dimension is a granular product that provides pre-emergent control of crabgrass and suppression of many other grassy and broadleafed weeds when applied, now hear this, prior to germination. This is a pre-emergent weed killer. High yield turf and ornamental weed and grass stopper. Let's say it again, class. High yield turf and ornamental weed and grass stopper. It's ideal for use in your lawn and ornamental beds because it won't harm established turf, shrub, trees, or other desirable plants. It controls crabgrass, Dallas grass seedlings, grass burr, uh, oxalis, purslane, and others. Applied every 90 to 120 days for year-round control. One of the great things about the makers of Fertilome and high-yield products is that they are dedicated to supporting local retailers. Hallelujah. All of their products, it doesn't say that in my ad copy, the hallelujah I added. All of their products, including high-yield turf and ornamental weed and grass stopper, can only be found in independently owned garden centers. To find your closest dealer, go to Fertilome, F-E-R-T-I-L-O-M-E dot com and click on Find a Dealer. 
That's Fertilome and High Yield, two products out of the same family, a Texas-based group, High Yield Turf and Ornamental Weed and Grass Stopper. I'll have more after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. We have a couple of lines open at 888-256-1080. Not sure if we have the electronic problems figured out here. The whole thing has been kind of a a question because of that first glitch in the uh, first ad break. Let's uh, try uh, Jerry in San Angelo again. Jerry, this is Neil again. Let's try it again. How are you doing? Jerry. Okay, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. How can I, can't I help? I can hear you, but I have uh, two, two parts of my yard were uh, planted with rye grass past, this past fall. One of them is turning completely brown, and in my backyard, it's green and lush. <clears throat> also, I was wondering, last year in my vegetable garden, I was only able to harvest six peppers the entire summer. I didn't get any tomatoes or squash or anything except six little old peppers. Uh, I used miracle Grow and bone meal on my uh, tomato plants, but nothing. And also, too, we we seem to have some salty water here. Okay. Okay, Thank you. Bye. All right. Yeah, wow. This is not going to be a pleasant uh, way to have to answer questions because there always are questions back. Jerry, I'm going to give it my best shot. He's going to be able to hear it on the air. When you have browned areas in ryegrass now, uh, Jen, I, I grow rye every year, and it's not uncommon if you have a really bad cold spell or have snow or ice on it for it to singe a little bit and turn brown, and then it bounces back with the first warm-up after that. So that would be one guess that I would have. Uh, the only other possibility, I'm not aware of any diseases that are going to be bothering ryegrass in the way you described. I don't think that's likely to be it. Uh, I would suggest that sometime in the next week or two, uh, when you get a 10 or, or so days that look like they're going to be fairly warm, uh, go ahead and fertilize it at half the recommended rate for, for Bermuda or St. Augustine or Zoysia, whatever. Just get a lawn, a, a bag of lawn fertilizer and uh, then uh, put it on at half the recommended rate, not full rate, and water that in unless it's uh, unless it's just sopping wet. You don't want to fertilize when the soil is too wet to accept water. But I think that will really improve the looks of the browned areas and pop it back into good vigorous growth. That would be my guess. And without being able to ask you more questions back, I don't know if that's accurate, but that's usually the case, at least in the rye that I have every year. Um, and we're in the Dallas area, so it's roughly the same temperatures that you experience. Uh, as far as your uh, uh, vegetable garden, the question I would ask you back, and I'll go ahead and pose it because you can answer it and, and figure it out. Uh, there are a couple of questions relative to the peppers and tomatoes. They are closely related. Um, I'll, I'll do it really quickly because this could turn into a, a 30-minute program on, on those three plants and the squash also. Peppers and tomatoes... Uh, do not set well in hot weather, and we had a lot of hot weather last summer. If you didn't get your plants out early enough in the spring, 
uh, and in San Angelo, that's going to be uh, early, late, very late March or first of April, somewhere in that range. I'll let you do the exact math, but somewhere around that time, if you don't get them planted uh, within about a two-week window, then you're going to run the risk of hitting a wall of heat in late May and especially in June, and they will quit producing, especially mid to large size tomatoes and bell peppers. They just don't like hot weather. That's why in the case of tomatoes, we always recommend staying with small to mid-sized tomatoes and avoiding the great big ones like uh, uh, like Big Boy and, and Beefsteak. Those are disasters in Texas uh, weather. Uh, so that would be my guess as to why you didn't get good tomato set. The peppers, you get down to the smaller peppers, uh, jalapenos and, and ornamental peppers and and uh, banana peppers and all of those away from the bells, and they will set better when it gets begins to get warm. A nice fall crop is always good, too. Now, I'm pr- assuming in all cases that you're giving these ideal growing conditions, that it's perfect for them, that they're in full sun, the soil's prepared properly, you're watering properly, all that. I took those as givens. Uh, as for the squash, I would look at the flowers very closely and see if you're seeing female flowers on squash. Most common question I get on squash is how come they don't set fruit? And usually uh, when I uh, inquire of people back, they they will say, well, I don't see those swollen areas right below the petals. That's where the fruit develops. Uh, the male flowers don't have that. They produce only pollen, and for the first couple weeks that you have a squash plant blooming, it's going to be all male flowers. You'll see the pollen in the flowers, and then the plant will begin to produce female flowers, and uh, you'll see the swollen primordial fruit at the base of the petals, beneath the petals, and uh, in the stem. And that's your uh, uh, tip, that's your tip-off that... Uh, that, that it's time for pollination to happen. That's when you start watching for bees. And if you don't have bees pollinating the flowers, then you need to take some of those male uh, flowers, peel off the petals, and daub the pollen onto the female flowers. You have to become the bee. And that can happen. Sometimes we don't have enough good bee activity to pollinate squash and other cucurbits. So, uh, man, that's this is going to be a, an agonizing way to... Uh, let's see if other calls uh, can hear back. I, hope we're not having electronic problems. Let's go to Joseph in College Station. Joseph, this is Neil. Thanks for calling. How can I help you? You you bet. Um, I was part of the early get-along, got out of there. And anyway, I'm really happy. Uh, I talked with you once before about my um, pencil cactus and pruning it, and you told me about that. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to replant those. Where should I cut off? the little uh, arms and things and just stick them into water or stick them into uh, uh, potting soil. The other thing on the other side is beautiful eight-foot expressoranzas. I have been able to pull those things up, but I'm only taking one at a time. Should I take the whole cluster of the little babies when they come out in the uh, spring? and put that whole cluster in and let that mature together? Okay. I, and that's can, my question. Can you hear me? Are you hearing me speak back to you? Apparently not. Oh, rats. All right. Jared, we've got to figure out what that problem is quickly, really quickly. Uh, Joseph, I will try. I can help you on the pencil uh, plant. 
Um, I can't guarantee on the Esperanza. Um, and I'll tell you why when I get there. Uh, on pencil uh, cactus, which is actually euphorbia, euphorbia turicale. Are you hearing me now? I hear you speaking. Uh, Joseph, I will try. No, 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 no. He's going. He's listening on the radio. Just turn it, turn it down, and I'll or just now, just yeah, that's good. Thank you. I'll let him listen that way. Pencil cactus is actually euphorbia, like uh, like poinsettias are, and uh, crown of thorns, and a lot of the other euphorbias. It's one of the biggest uh, families in the succulent world of all. Uh, they're most of them from the old world, from the eastern uh, hemisphere, uh, and they all, almost all of them, have a milky latex. When you when you uh, cut them with a very sharp knife or single edge razor blade or exacto knife or something like that, uh, they will bleed very freely. So don't do that in the house. I don't imagine you have it in the house, but uh, put newspaper down if that's going to be an issue. Uh, the segments that you want to root would be probably two or three of the pencil segments together. Uh, that That's going to add up to be maybe uh, four or five inches long, no longer than five inches. Uh, you certainly do not want to try to root them in water. They need to be rooted in a very, very porous uh, uh, planting medium. I, I don't want to call it a potting medium because it, you would never grow anything in this, but I would say uh, 60% perlite, 40% peat moss maybe. It's really going to dry out quickly. They don't care. They're happy with that. Uh, they are used to arid conditions. And uh, you can stick three or four of them in a, a four-inch, regular four-inch pot uh, with that kind of a mix. But the uh, the perlite is the secret or, or sand or something of that sort. You need something very, very porous uh, to... Uh, uh, to make sure that they drain well and have good oxygen around the stem so they don't rot, hence the not rooting them in water. And they'll root uh, 100%. They're very easy to root. Um, I think that covers them. Now, as for the Esperanza, uh, I didn't get enough of the question to understand it. I apologize. But you do not want to grow them from seed because you'll, if you have Gold Star Esperanza, the really, really, really superior selection uh, it can only be propagated by cuttings, and that's uh, not something we're supposed to do, especially if we're going to sell them. We're, I don't think anybody's going to put you in jail for propagating a couple to grow in your own yard. But but uh, uh, anyway, to the point, uh, I, I don't know if that was what he was asking about since the other question had been on plant propagation. I don't know what you mean by the clusters. Um, but anyway, I can't go any farther on that one because I just don't know. Let me get a an ad out of the way here and and uh, an ad break and and maybe we can figure out what to, what to do. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. If I had if I had the chance to hand you this book, I would say this is the best work of my career. This represents everything I've said or done pretty much for uh, 50 years in this industry of trying to uh, be an educator in horticulture for Texas. Uh, because I just have assembled everything. I did not have to work through committees at a publishing house. That was the first and foremost thing when I got ready to write this book. I don't want to work with a publisher because I'd done that four other times and it never ended in a way that I felt satisfied. My old cowboy boot book from 1982 and 1991, it was good at the time and I was proud of it and I still am. But it was woefully inadequate compared to what I have in Lone Star Gardening. 
344 pages, 840 of my photos. It's not about counting how many pages you can throw together or photos you can pitch into a, a book. It's about telling the story of gardening in Texas. And this is all kinds of outdoor urban horticulture. Lawns, trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annual and perennial flowers, fruit and vegetables. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. And Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar of when to do everything. Now, this book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. That was a personal decision on my part because I wanted to be able to sign every copy as it sells. And uh, that's worked out beautifully. We're in the sixth printing of the book. I guarantee your satisfaction or I'll refund every penny if you're not happy with it. I think the book will pay for itself by the end of the spring. And uh, that's part of the guarantee. If you don't think it has, I'll buy it back from you. I will tell you that in the uh, six printings that we've had of this book, I have not been asked to refund on any one of those books. So I'm, I'm really confident that you'll like this book and gain a great deal from it. makes a wonderful Valentine's gift if you just want to say, hey, I bought you something. It's not here yet, but uh, it's going to, well, if you want to tell them what it is, just tell them Neil's going to sign it and have it in the mail by Tuesday which is the way it works. I sign Sunday evening, Monday we box, and we take them to the, I take them to the post office on Tuesdays. So that's the way it is. Uh, I'd love to do that for you. Neil's Ferry's Lone Star Gardening, not in stores, not on Amazon. You buy it from my office, either by going to my website or by calling the office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to order it right now while you're thinking of it at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. I'll have more after these messages. All right. Thank you very, very much. And I welcome you to our program, 888-256-1080. And if you've just joined us, we're having some kind of technical glitch where uh, callers are not hearing me call uh, talk back you're hearing me or you wouldn't know to call 888-256-1080 but then when you get on the phone you're not hearing me and so people are having their radios turned up and that really drives everybody nuts so because of the delay uh, joseph has called back um, to say should he take the whole cluster of esperanzas at a time and I don't know. I've grown Esperanza since the year it was introduced 30 years ago. I, I don't know what clusters uh, refers to. So, Joseph, if you want to call back and let me talk to Pat in College Station first, and or listen to him, I guess I won't be talking to. Uh, I'll be happy to to try to help, but I need you just need to explain it more to me. I've grown the plant for a long, long time, and I heard you say it was nine feet tall, but I don't know what you're trying to, what these clusters are, and what you're trying to accomplish. Let me go to Pat in College Station. Pat, this is Neil Sperry with you. Good morning. I think. <laughs> okay, uh, Neil, uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I've been able to hear you the whole time, uh, your whole show on the uh, on my cell phone that I'm talking to you from. But uh, can uh, can you hear me basically now? Basically, my call reason why I'm, why I'm calling is. I have a large, mature post oak tree, and uh, I think it probably was uh, four. It has four trunks. I don't think it's more than uh, maybe two trees that are real close together, but uh, it's four trunks, and one of the limbs is laying, leaning very, uh, very much a, a lot or a lot right now. And I'm trying to find out if, if there's a way I can crop 
the lowest large limb up, or is there some way I can guide these these main trunks that are a couple of feet, three feet in diameter to one another to, I'm afraid I'm going to lose that one big tree that is starting to lay over. And, uh, you know, I see all these post oaks that are in Washington County and places like that. They're beautiful uh, limbs on the ground, stuff like that. But I'm trying to avoid that, actually. Thank you for taking my call. Okay. Yeah, this is not a good way to do a talk show uh, because I don't think he can hear me. He hears me on the radio and on the phone, but he doesn't uh, He doesn't hear my comments once we get on the phone. That's the problem. You're not hearing me now, right, Pat? No. He's probably gone anyway. But um, All right. So post oaks, I grew up in College Station, so I'm well familiar with the post oaks of Brazos County. Um, the thing that you would need to do, I, I really would recommend getting a certified arborist on site because in my mind's eye, I can picture the four trunks. I can picture one of them uh, being close to the ground. Uh, there is no way, no physical way that you can prop that up uh, if, if I'm picturing it correctly because of the sheer weight of a, of a post oak trunk. Um, if you ever pick up a, a log that's been cut from a, a tree, an oak of any kind, uh, you're going to realize how, oh, my gosh, that thing's heavy. Uh, the, the wood is very, very dense. And uh, so I don't think that's going to work at all. As far as cabling from one branch to the other, a certified arborist would know that, uh, and maybe from one trunk to another, certified arborist would know that right away. Uh, if you go to the International Society of Arboriculture and then uh, search for find an arborist, uh, a certified arborist, I'm sorry, find a certified arborist. You will find there are many of them in College Station. Uh, a lot of them work at the university and, and do not do private consulting, but there are some who do. And uh, you get that person on site to look at the tree, that's going to be your best bet. Or there may be a, a tree service company that has certified arborists um, uh, employed or owning the company, and, and that would be a person capable of giving you the answer you need. Um, hope that helps. Hope that helps. A picture would, this is a time when radio lets me down. It's a phone call and, and after all, and, and, uh, uh, seeing it in, in real life would be so much better. So anyway, I really appreciate you all who have called. Now I have David and Corpus Christi I'll go to in just a moment because you have uh, gone, you've been missionaries in, in, uh, in, uh, communications this morning, taking a chance at calling. But as I've always said, please stay with me. Don't hang up because I need to ask you some questions back, and I haven't been able to today. Let me tell you about my electronic newsletter. It's Neil Sperry's eGardens. It comes out on Thursday evenings a little after 6 p.m. I spend a day and a half or two days a week working on eGardens for you to make sure it is timely and important and relevant and uh, like an old-fashioned garden section. And uh, there are always five stories in eGardens. One of the stories is always a featured plant of that week, something that's important for that time of the year. One of the stories is always gardening this weekend, where I point out the things that are most critical to be done at that exact weekend, uh, because things are very timely in landscaping and gardening. And then one of the stories is always the Q&A section, which has become really popular and really well-developed now. We added a lot to it and gave people the ability to send their questions in. 
and uh, so you can see all that at eGardens. Then a couple of other stories as well. So I hope that you will subscribe to it. It's free and always will be, and I'll never spam you. I never give or sell your email address to anybody, so those worries are put aside. Neil Sperry's eGardens. You can see what it looks like right where you sign up, and that's at my website, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Same place you go to buy my book, but in this case, you click on the eGardens tab. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. The 1930s were difficult times for America. The country was in the Great Depression. Jobs were scarce, but hopes remained high. It was during that time that Mueller started making metal products. Now, 90 years later, the Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products, they understand what it means to weather the storm. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in Texas. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, and in many parts of Texas, even snowstorms for years to come. That's a lot longer than a conventional roof. If you'd like peace of mind for the future, you'll choose a metal roof for your home, a roof that's been made by Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Visit MuellerInc.com. Learn more. Find a location near you. You'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877 877- Two six eight three five five three, or stop by one of their thirty-three locations. They're Mueller. They're made in America, and they're made to last. MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. All right, thank you, Kelly, very, very much. Uh, we were going to go to David and Corpus Christi, but he just dropped. And I don't blame him. I, I think I'd have been disheartened also. But I have his question, and, and Jared's going to leave it up for me on my call screen page. Um, and I, I can help him. Um, so uh, all I can do is apologize for the uh, the technical issues that we're having here with not being able to be heard when I talk to you on your phone call. When you call through, everybody's hearing the broadcast. They hear both sides, but they're not. you're not hearing when you call. Uh, so, in other words, David knew that he wouldn't be able to hear me when I answered his question. I can go ahead and answer it the way it is. He has uh, stinging nettles, and uh, N-E-T-T-L-E-S, uh, and he wonders if there are any uh, herbicides he can use on them. Absolutely there there are, and they're, they're labeled as broadleafed weed killers. Uh, they probably will mention uh, nettles uh, on the backs in fine print, um, it's going to be way down on the list of things that will control because uh, nettles are not all that common in home landscapes, home lawns, I should say. But I would be, I would expect that they might be there. But let me tell you how you can tell that you have the right kind of weed killer. If it is labeled to control dandelions and clover and uh, uh, other non-grassy weeds in your lawn, uh, we're talking about uh, leave the lawn alone, and kill the weeds, the broadleafed weeds, then that's the product you want to use. One of the keys would be to look for the active ingredient 2,4-D. 2, the number 2, uh, comma, the number 4, a hyphen, and then D, as in dog. That's the first letter of a very long chemical name. I won't even try to remember, much less say. And uh, that's a, 
a long proven 50 year, 60 year product that does a beautiful job of eliminating non-grassy weeds. Now, the problem with that is you have to be careful in spraying it that you don't get it all over your non-grassy shrubs and your non-grassy trees. (laughs) So apply it according to label directions. But if you're just spraying it directly onto the the stinging nettles, uh, it will... uh, it will do a good job of controlling them. It doesn't happen overnight. It will take it a week or two, but it will do the job. Folks, if you've not encountered stinging nettles, you run into them and you wonder, what hit me? Where? What is wrong? Uh, they are uh, pretty, pretty intense. They do hurt. Um, that's what I brought. We have about a minute left in the program, and so I'll... Uh, just kind of chat my way up to the top. Uh, I will tell you that we're here every Saturday, a little after 11 until just a little before 12 noon. And normally uh, that phone number brings you right to the program, and we just have a nice, comfortable visit, gardener to gardener. But uh, today it was gardener to blank wall, and uh, we'll get that figured out. I hope you have a wonderful gardening week. Hope you get a lot done in your landscape and garden between now and next uh, next week. Hope we get some weather that will allow that. It is certainly uh, muddy in many parts of Texas right now, but uh, it's uh, it's a very good time. If you're in deep South Texas, by the way, keep in mind that you need to be thinking about the pre-emergent weed killer on your lawn very soon now. And uh, follow the calendar and and do your things on time. Jared Taylor, thank you, sir. To everybody who listened, thank you very much. Till next week, happy gardening.